Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, myself and Mike sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into that, a few housekeeping things. This episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty, but more on that later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a fan of the show, the best way to support us, the easiest way to support us, and the freest way to support us is to share the podcast on social media and leave us a review on iTunes. If you do have a few bucks kicking around, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash PassTheController, or buy something from our shop at PassTheController.threadless.com. And enjoy this week's episode, episode 134 of the Pass the Controller podcast. Like, it's been a fucking long week. I almost said one week. But then I know you would have broken the song, and you're gonna do it right now. I can see your lips quivering, like well, you no, want to do it right now. I was gonna do. It's been a long day since I've seen you, my friend, and blah 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 blah. You know the Wiz Khalifa song from Fast and Furious Seven. I don't know if I know that song. You're all up in that Fast and the Furious fucking nonsense because you've been listening to fucking kind of funny in review, haven't you? Haven't you, Mike? I'm probably just gonna watch the movies to be honest, because I fucking own them all. Have you listened to that whole set of them reviewing Fast and the Furious, or just pick pick and choose? Uh, I think I started with Tokyo Drift, and I probably listened to the rest of them after that, so I didn't listen to the first two. Okay. You should, after you're done with that, you should listen to their MCU ones, because they're pretty entertaining. I think I did, uh, Captain Marvel. That's it. Okay. They're pretty good. I mean, they do the XCU as well, um, but they're, they're entertaining. They're fun, they're a fun time. But, uh... Outside of that, Mike, what, what's, what's been going on? I know that you and Dominic went to see a movie on Tuesday. Care to elaborate? Spoiler-free, of course. Duh, we saw Us. And what'd you think of that? Yeah, it was alright. Were you were you a big fan of Get Out? Get Out was pretty good. Would you... Are they... I know they're, like... They're in the same genre? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Us... The, 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 the trailers make Us seem to me like more of a horror film. And, and Get Out is more of a thriller? Or are they both in the same, more aligned? I would say... Obviously, if, if this like description like is a spoiler in any way, then, you know, do the thing. But I would say in terms of... Uh, uh, how would you call this? I think there was maybe more blood in Us. However, it wasn't like a full-blown horror or scary film okay all right like there were you know tense moments but like it wasn't what i would consider like a slash it wasn't like a freddy or jason or chucky were like i gotcha you know you have the killer popping up it's like yeah i gotcha yeah what were you going into this movie expecting it to be really good um i went to the movie expecting it to have the sort of like you know metaphor that that uh, get out did that get out did um so overall if you had to if you had to on a first viewing if you had to give it some sort of out of 10 where would it land for you or if you don't want to do that how does it stack up against get out i like get out more but i think that's because I appreciated the message of Get Out and like how it was displayed. Whereas this one, I still haven't figured it out. 
Okay. I've been reading people talk about it, and I'm like, all right, I guess that makes sense. But I guess because it resonated with me the way Get Out did that. Mm. Yeah. Because normally you're not a like a scary movie horror guy, are you? Not. Yeah. Okay. So then I I could see that maybe affecting. I only saw it because Dom said, I got the ticket, you want to go? I was like, eh, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like you were probably mildly interested regardless, no? No? Uh, no, not especially. I would have watched it eventually, but it would have been like a rental thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, that's cool. What uh, what else you got going on? Watching anything else? Any any uh, mm. things popping up for you? Or did you start Arrested Development yet? I think I only have two episodes left. Oh, you're already that far through it? I didn't realize I was that far through it until, like, I was marking shows off as completed on my app. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's only two episodes left. How, uh, I haven't started it yet. Well, so, Jen and I went to start it, and I'm pretty sure we ended up playing the final episode of the last season. Mm-hmm. Unless, does the first season of this, does the first episode of the season start off as, like, more of a recap type episode? Uh, I remember it doing a lot of recapping, but I can't um i can't remember exactly how that first episode was i don't think it was like a very heavy recap yeah i think it's just like hey you know these are where this is where people left off see i can't i don't know we didn't watch the whole episode because we i put it on while we were eating but we were eating quick to then go do something else Mm -hmm. so we had like a limited time barrier and i was like well if we're gonna sit down and watch something like i don't want to watch garbage i'll throw this on because i'm gonna watch it eventually and i like, whatever we were eating, my hands were, like, not clean. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to go, like, wash my hands and then get my PlayStation controller and then change what's going on here. Yeah. So we're just going to watch what's happening right now. And I'm pretty sure it was either either it was a really weird first episode or it was definitely playing the last episode of the last season first for some reason. Um, but I'm excited to check that out. How, how are you feeling about it so far? I know the, the last season, were you not a big fan of? Uh... Well, it's tough to say, because first of all, apparently this is just the same seasons before. It's just, it was broken up into two parts, because I think it's listed as, I think that first episode of the season, mm-hmm. or like, that just came out, was like listed as episode, you know... 15 or whatever yeah. of, oh, interesting, okay. But the way that this one is shot, is shot with them all there, right? Yeah, they're all there. It's interesting. Not, it's not split up like before. Um, I forget how the season, or the episode prior to this one ended because mm-hmm. i know that uh what's her name portia or portia de rossi yeah yeah she doesn't act anymore or whatever so like it's like she was so she's pre- not in it or? she's not in it she was present in the last part of the season but she was like clearly green screened in and i think something must have happened that they could use that to officially write her out interesting so she's not appeared in this that's that's an interesting move. She doesn't act at all. I wonder why I she wouldn't come she, back for this. I don't think she acts at all. Or maybe like she moved. But I remember that being the reason basically why she was not as present and also like green screened in like all of her scenes. Interesting. Outside of that, your way through it so far, how are you feeling about it? It's good. I had some chuckles. Um, the show is, it's funny how like the show is now perfect for Netflix but I'm just, like, not in the headspace for it in the sense that uh, those first three seasons, there was a bunch of callbacks, and, like, if you were to watch it straight through, it was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Whereas this, because, look, there's a huge gap. There was, like, an episode where they kind of recap 
things that had happened mm-hmm. they're like explaining because you remember what happened with uh, Lucille too right she's missing she's missing yeah so like they had kind of explained um, shit that happened like leading up to her going missing and like this and that and how Michael was dodging her because he owed her money and yeah. a whole bunch of like wheelings and dealings I was like wow a lot <laughs> of shit happened huh I don't remember a goddamn thing yeah I, I, I mean I've I've rewatched some of the last season too at some point, just because I like Rust development. I think it's good writing. Well, I mean, the last season is probably some of the weaker stuff, but there's still some, some gems in there. There's still some good jokes. Some, yeah, I got, some, I got some chuckles. So I'm looking forward to starting that. Um, we What we did start, though, was uh, Pen15. Oh, how's that? Um, I don't know. Like, it's good, and it's funny. There are some parts that I feel like are like way too over the top, but for them, I think Jen's really enjoying it. I mean, it's, it's like, I feel like more aligned with like what a girl's perspective is of high school. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why Jen is enjoying it a lot. I mean, not that I'm not enjoying it. The girl, Maya, I think their name, I think their characters' names are their real names. So the girl, Maya, is like, she's hilarious. Like, she's fantastic in the show. Um, but it's not bad. It's funny. I'd, I'd say it's worth a watch. I think if if you're interested in the concept of the show, yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, like if it, I don't, I wouldn't recommend that comedy to anybody. But if you're interested in the idea of what the show is, yeah. then it's funny. You know what I did mean to watch? I don't think it's gonna happen this weekend. Actually, I might be able to pull it off on Sunday. Um, because eighth grade is available on Amazon Prime. Oh. So I do want to watch that. When you say you mean like Prime Video, like, okay, so I can, all right, I can watch yeah, that. Is that the Bo Burnham movie? Yes. It's supposed to be really good, huh? That's what I've been told. Was it nominated for an Oscar? Uh, something was something it was about a, it. I don't know? think it was an Oscar, but it Golden it, Globe maybe it got some sort of award or at least nominated for. Something sort of good for Bo Burnham. Boston Zone. Fucking coming a long way from Bo for show. Some... Listen, I got down with Bo Burnham when he made his piano great raps. Videos. He was great. He was good at good at what he was doing. Made a he was in, he was in what was he in? He was in uh, the movie with the movie that's based on Kumail and his wife, Emily. Oh um, yeah, he's in that movie. I forget what the movie's called. Yep, no, I lost it too. The movie's that movie's also fantastic. I've been meaning to watch that. You haven't watched it? Not yet. Is it streaming somewhere? If not, I have the Blu-ray. You can just borrow it. It's fucking so, really good. I will say, a I believe it might also be on Amazon Prime Video. But B, you already gave me the digital copy to that movie. Oh, it's fucking great. It's really good. Like, Mike, I'm not even joking. Like, obviously, I don't watch a lot of movies, so I'm, I'm, mm. I'm a bad, I guess. You're a bad movie critic. It's just, well, not, not that I'm a bad movie critic, but when I say, like, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen, it's, it's not stacked up against a lot of movies. Yeah. But I do think that it's a really good movie. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's it's really good. It's well acted. It's it's a good movie. Um, I like to cry. I'm a big baby boy. That's true. But it, it's a good film. I would definitely watch it. Um, and then I, so I had to do a lot of, I had like, I don't even know how, this is like the, not the perfect storm of events, but like, it's just weird that today I had to, my, my one of my tires had a bubble. So I get that fixed. Mm-hmm. My right headlight was out and both of my brake lights were out. Oh. So I had to do all that. I was like, I gotta get this done today. Cause if I don't, I don't even know when I can get it done. I'm with packs next week. I don't want to be like driving into Boston because that's that's definitely when I would get pulled over. Um, that's the last headache we need to deal with next week. So 
I was like, I'm just gonna get up today, get some time, I'm just gonna, you know, bang this stuff out, get it out of the way, a cool fucking 200 bucks later, yay. Um, but while I was waiting for my car, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking do some writing stuff, but then, you know what, I got a little bit of, a little bit of extra time here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bang out another episode of My Roommate is a Cat. Mm-hmm. And... It's definitely, I don't know when I'm going to finish this. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take me to watch it. At this current pace? Um, <laughs> it's bad. I don't know, 2022? Uh, but this is uh, my favorite segment called uh, Mike's Anime Minute, where I'm going to talk about anime. Do it. Um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. And it's it captures so many dumb things about owning a cat. Like, it just captures so many things about having a cat and living with a cat that I love the fucking show. And in the second episode, like... The protagonist, Subaru, him and I share a lot of similarities. Like, there's a scene in the episode where he's like, I have to go get cat food. I'll just order it. And then he looks at his phone and he's like, two to three days. I don't have two to three days. It's like, ugh, I have to go outside and be around people. And, like, that mindset, I'm like, holy shit, I'm fucking Subaru. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a great show. If you have a cat, I would watch it. It's fucking amazing. If you don't have a cat or care about cats, you probably won't like the show. Sure. But if you're a cat person, I mean, get on in. It's a good time. You would love it, Mike. That does remind me. I wonder if Chewy's worth, like, subscribing to or using. I, I don't think. even know what that is. It's some sort of, like, you know, delivery or ordering service for, like, uh, pet food or pet products. Oh. Hmm. I mean, it, de- it depends what you want to do, I guess. No, what you're looking for. I don't want to leave my house. Yeah, I mean, so there's a there's a good local pet shop downtown Salem that has the food that Navi likes. So like we go there to get the food, but now I found out that we can also buy that brand on Amazon. So when I'm in a pinch, mm-hmm. I get I just Amazon it if I need to. Like it's like oh shit, like I'm not gonna have time to go to that store during the week. Bang bang, be here in two days. Um, as far as the subscription box, I don't know. I don't know. And not subscription box, just like. It's a service. I don't know if you subscribe to anything in particular, but probably it's probably like a how much cat food do you go through in a week? All right, we'll send you you know what you need every week. Hmm. Like that's the thing, like the thing that Jen was cooking. Like she has like a, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna plug the brand because they're not famous. Wow. Okay. Uh, but it's it's basically like a kind of like a meal plan. She goes on and picks the food that she wants, mm-hmm. and they send her a box. That has dry ice in it that sends everything frozen, mm-hmm. and it's like, it sends it every week. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by uh, Blue Apron. It's not Blue Apron. Blue Apron, you have to cook the food. Like, it's like, doesn't it send you, like, menu items and, like, menus and stuff? I don't know. Like, recipes? This stuff is, like, you still have to cook it, but it's, like, pre-portioned, organic, I don't know. Jen's, there, trying, Jen's trying to eat really healthy. Is there, like, a, a meal subscription service that sends you legit trash food, like, not trying to oh 100 percent there probably is not trying to bullshit you into believing that you're making like healthy foods like yeah we've sent you like some cauliflower and some kale and some whatever else people eat it's like no 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 this is this is grease this is a big old tub of grease i mean there's definitely there's definitely one i mean there's like snack ones i'm pretty sure there's like a like a snack one and like a japanese snack one too that one i've contemplated multiple times Wait, did we ever talk about one of the things Jen got for my birthday was, like, a Japanese snack box? No. So, she got me a Japanese snack box. That was just, like, a bunch of Japanese snacks. All of it was in in Japanese. Of course. So, it was all just, like, a guessing game of, Mm -hmm. let's look at this wrapper. We never talked about this on the podcast? 
We never talked about this full stop. At, ever? No, no. Okay. <laughs> you showed me the little uh, music box thing, and I feel like I might have seen some other gift that you got, but that we never talked about the snacks. All right, so she got me the snack thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was for my birthday. Now you got me questioning everything. It could have been for your birthday. I'm just, I'm or just maybe saying. it was for Valentine's Day. I don't know. But we never talked about me getting a Japanese snack box. You just like saying Japanese snack box, don't you? No, I just... Did we ever talk about this? No. I'm just trying to jog your memory. I feel like if I keep saying Japanese snack box, you're going to be like, oh, no, we did talk about that. You're an idiot. Okay. I would have said something about you having Pocky. Uh, that would have been a conversation. Pocky wasn't in there. No. Okay. Then. Actually, was there Pocky? I don't know. Okay, so now you don't even know. I feel like I'm not a big Pocky guy. I don't know. I'm not either. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so we're in there, and we're looking at these snacks, and it's like some of them are branded like, oh, here's a fucking Pikachu snack, mm-hmm. or here... A Winnie the Pooh snack, and obviously there was some sort of Hello Kitty snack in there at some point, but like everything else was not like branded like that. Even though the ones that were branded with characters that I knew, I don't know what the fuck they were. Like it was just like, you know, Kanji and Pikachu. Like, you know, yay. Okay, let me figure out what's going on here. I'll say probably like eighty percent of it, I was fucking down to clown. There was, I there was only one snack that I did not open. And it was because it was most certainly either seafood or seafood flavored. Because there was like a dancing shrimp on it. I'm like, whoa, I know what this means. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what this symbol means. It means dancing shrimp. Well, so, like, that was the thing that was worrying me the most. I was like, the one thing I don't want to do is bite into something and it'd be like, oh, no, this was like an octopus mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I don't want to do that. It's fine if these things are in here. I just want to know up front. Like, just let me know not to open this. There was one snack that I did open that did not make itself clear that it was fucking seafood something. Mm-hmm. And when I opened it, every time I opened the snack, I smelled it, obviously. Yeah. So I smelled it and I was like, that's nah, definitely some sort of fishy business it's here. Fishy so I didn't touch that. And Nat, when I opened the bag, Navi went fucking bonkers. Like, she was running around like, what's going on over there? What does that smell? That's, that's a real clue right there. Um, the shrimp guy one, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this in the cabinet. I might actually be in the cabinet. I don't know if you're into the fucking no. trying to get fucking Japanese yeah, shrimp snacks. Not. But that one, I was like, I'll throw it in the, the cabinet. It's either in there or not or someone threw it away. But I was like, maybe someone else will want this at some point. You make it sound like there's multiple people in this house besides you and Jen. Like, was, well, maybe I, someone's going to open up the cabinet. I, I mean, like, I don't know. You're, you're over or someone's over. like, oh, I want a snack. I'm like, oh, check the fucking cabinet. And they're like, what's the fucking shrimp thing? Dancing shrimp. I'm down. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the world. Um, but there were some fucking bangers in there. There were these snacks, Mike, that were literally, like, just a long, like, like I mean, like a cigar. Like a real cigar. Like, like that thick and that wide and that long. Right. They were wrapped like that. They were one to a package. And I couldn't figure out what it was from based on the package. But when I opened it, I was like, okay, so this looks like some sort of poofy type thing. Like, I don't know if it's a cheese poof or if it's some other thing that's just poofed. Mm -hmm. I don't know what other things you can poof. I'm not like a poof expert. One to a package, Mike. There were three different packages like this. It might have been the best cheese curl that I've ever had in my life. Oh, wow. Like, it was so good. And it didn't even make any sense. Because it was just like, you go and get a bag of fucking cheese curls. 
I don't know who still does that. I don't, I'm not like a big cheese curl guy. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be my go-to snack. <laughs> but I open this thing and I take a bite. I look at Jen. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is the fucking best cheese curl I've ever had. And it's just one cheese curl. It's just a weird snack to me. <laughs> I don't know. But it was good. There were some bangers in there. There were some good things. There were some weird things. I feel like America could step its game up in the snack game. Uh, absolutely. I like mean, if, if they, if a Japanese person picked up like a American snack box, it would just be like <laughs> hamburgers. It'd be chips. It would be yeah, just just chips like normal, well, well, normal would it, flavored well, chips. Well, would it be like? Would that also include like candies though? Maybe. Like, are a lot of the candies that are here American? Like, I know the Hershey, Pennsylvania is Hershey an American company? I believe so. So I guess. I guess that stuff would be, like, in an American snack box. Yeah. But I feel like that stuff is available everywhere. Yeah, that's my point. Like we is Nestle American? Uh, no. I think they are from Europe somewhere. Hmm. I'm basing that off of the apostrophe over the E, I think. Who's Kit Kat? Nestle or Hershey? It's definitely one of them. Hmm. Because I know that, like, in Japan, there's, like, crazy flavors of Kit Kats. Oh, I know. Like, I'm they aware. don't have here. I think someone tried getting me to have like one of the green tea, the green tea ones. Was not a fan. I I've been intrigued by different flavors of Kit Kats, but I'm not. You could actually, I think there's a snack box that's just Kit Kats. You get like a different Kit Kat every month or something. Okay. I'm also pretty sure there's an Oreo. There subscription was like service. an Oreo su- subscription service, but it was like way too expensive. Like I could not justify it. How bad you want those fucking Oreos, Mike? I can buy a pack. But right were there now. Oreos in there that were like limited to only that thing? I've, I think so. Interesting. Anyways, we're talking about snacks for way too long. Regardless, I can't believe I never told you that I got that fucking snack box. There was there was some heat in there. Like, there were some good fucking snacks. And when we were done, because yes, I ate it all in one sitting, Jen was like, I wasn't expecting you to eat all of this now. I'm like, what do you want me to, like, how can I not look at these packages and want to open and see what the fuck they are? There was some good shit in there. There was one thing that was like, I think it was like a Hello Kitty... I don't know if it was made out of marshmallow. I don't know what it was, but it was very small. A lot of these snacks were very small. That explains how you inhaled it all in one sitting. And the Hello Kitty one, whatever the fuck it was made out of, whatever it was, it was so good. It was so good. And then there was a Winnie the Pooh one that must have been the same type of thing Mm -hmm. because it was similar. But the Hello Kitty one was way fucking better. I don't know what it was. I think it was like a marshmallow with strawberry in the middle. I don't even know how it worked. It didn't make any sense, Mike. There was one thing that was like a straw. I don't know. Anyways, why are we talking about this for this long? We're gonna get a Japanese snack box and do it on the stream. Maybe for the maybe for the twelve hour live stream. We'll just in between. Hello. Yeah, we're doing a twelve hour live stream. More news on that soon. Um, but I guess other than that, are you playing anything? Anything new? Anything exciting? Uh, no. There was that update to fucking Beat Saber. Oh, did you get the soundtrack? Yeah. Did you start playing it? Yeah. Some fucking bangers? I haven't done it yet. Um, there was like maybe one song I liked, maybe two. Um, how much was it? Ten bucks? Fifteen? Like twelve, maybe? It's not bad. I gotta do it still. I just wanna get back into Beat Saber regardless. It's a fun game. I kinda wanna, as we're, as we're like, today I was like trying to dream scope the rest of this room and try to flush it out as like a, more of a, enclosed studio space i think i'm just gonna buy a smaller tv for in here 
Yeah. And then, like, when I want to just, like, like, I want to clean this desk area off. Maybe have the TV there. And then it's, like, maybe when I'm not doing stuff here on the streaming side, like, have it open to play fucking whatever. Or play VR and not worry about what's around me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. We're playing. We're other, playing. We're other playing. than that, anything else? Or just Overwatch and Beat Saber? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I started, finally, actually started playing DMC5. And I'm not, like, a huge Devil May Cry guy. I like those types of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have, like, a huge, like, love for the series. I haven't played all the games. I've played some of them. But it's fucking good. It's, like, really fun. Um, the combat, you can mash buttons and probably do okay. Obviously, the game is built around, like, learning the combat system and getting more in-depth with it. Um, there's a currency system in the game that you do if you're playing well so you can lock more moves and combos and stuff but it's it's really fun i'm enjoying it a lot um i played probably like the first six stages today um it's broken up into three characters that play have different play styles so you start as nero then you get v i haven't gotten to dante yet i don't know when you get to him but their v and nero play very differently but i'm enjoying it so far i'm excited to get more into it um kind of bang that out because because Sekiro Shadows Die Twice came out today, mm-hmm. which um, is intriguing to me. But I've, I basically said to myself, pump the brakes here. Like, PAX is next week. You have all these games set on the fucking backlog. We got we to gotta do some things here before you start doing some stuff. Um, but other than that, I've just been you know grinding it out in Division. I'm loving Division 2 right now. And popping in from time to time with Apex gotten a few wins got my first win the other oh. day with julian um you got that new character no and there's two characters in the game that are locked unless you either spend money or unlock currency in the game to buy them mm-hmm. and for some reason they also just launched their battle pass this yeah. week i don't know what it is but i don't have an ur like apex is fun and i like the game but nothing about the battle pass is intriguing to me to spend money on, and it's only nine bucks or whatever, nine fifty, and the game's free, so like I don't mind shelling out some bucks for it. You know what I mean? I'm enjoying it enough, but for some reason, I feel like Fortnite is the only one of these games that has got the battle pass right. So, though I will, I will say I haven't looked at what PUBG's actually is, but I don't really care about PUBG, and. I don't really play Rocket League anymore, but they also have a battle pass now. So I don't know what theirs entails, but that's a little bit different because PUBG and Rocket League you have to pay pay for the games. So it's a little it's a little weird. I wonder if either of them will move to free to play at some point. It'll definitely up their user base. Though I think Rocket League, I mean PUBG is probably still fine too. But Rocket League I think has a very good dedicated base. Mm -hmm. Plus they have a competitive side. Though I guess PUBG probably does too. Um, But moving on into what has been a kind of a crazy week of announcements and, and new things coming up here and there. We, well, before we even get onto all those things, we're getting a Persona 5R announcement tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's going to be? What do you hope it's going to be? Um, well, I'll start by saying I don't know what a Persona are means so back i think it was in december atlas did a small teaser trailer 
for Persona 5 R that didn't really show much. It didn't really show anything or tell us anything, but it ended with like a Sony PS4 splash screen. So people are like, oh, maybe it's like a definitive version of this for, like, I don't know what the definitive version would be because there's no DLC. Yeah, that's what also confused. So I don't, I don't really know what it is going to be. Um, maybe they're adding additional storylines or something to the game. I have no idea. Um, so I, I'm assuming it will be some sort of added on content for PlayStation. I'm really hoping there's a Switch announcement in there. Uh, the way you described that initial tease, it sounds like this is a Sony shindig. Well, well, so here's here's the thing. If it was a, and, and this is where it gets kind of, when we can unpack it some more. Back when the Persona Five R thing happened, there was some people looked into the webs. I don't know if it was the website or Dana mining. I think it was websites. There were three websites for persona five R and then persona five, two more times with the different letters after them. Mm-hmm. So some people were saying, okay, one of these is a switch version. And one of these is an Xbox version, which would make sense. I mean, the game's been out for two years now, three years. I don't, no, not three years. I think it's two years old at this point. But I mean, if, if there was some, any sort of exclusivity deal with Sony, that's probably over. Um, it would make tons of sense for it to come to Switch because A, Switch is fucking doing amazing and B, Joker's coming to Smash. Um, and why not give Xbox some love? Um, but the other thing that makes it seem like this Persona announcement is going to be more than just a Sony thing is that today, Sony announced on March 25th, so next, I don't know, uh, Wednesday? No, no, next Monday maybe. Yeah, uh, Monday's twenty fifth. Yeah. Okay, so next Monday they're doing their first direct. It's called the PlayStation State of Play. That's going to focus on PS4 and PSVR software and up other updates. So they're doing a direct. State of Play coming straight to uh you. <laughs> So they're doing that, and the fact that they're doing that, like, and Persona's doing something two days before, if it was a Sony thing, it would have just been in that state of play thing. Because, I mean, if I'm if I'm Mr. Atlas, and I'm looking at, okay, what's going to get more attention? Us doing our own thing, where our base knows about it, or us being part of a Sony announcement where people outside of our base are going to see it, right? Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I feel like in most scenarios, that would be the call. Unless it's like, you know, Pokemon does its own direct sometimes because they're fucking Pokemon. Mm. But, you know, some other game that isn't Pokemon isn't going to do their own direct necessarily. If it's a, I mean, it's different when it's a Nintendo first party because they do do like Fire Emblem Directs and whatever. But some other game that's some other company, like they're not doing an Assassin's Creed Direct. They're going to lump that into someone else's fucking show or presentation. Um, So I'm hoping that we're going to get some sort of Switch announcement. Honestly, if we also get an Xbox announcement, I'd, I'd be tempted to buy it on Xbox too. I, Whatever this is coming to, as long as it's either Switch or Xbox, I'm probably going to buy it again, mm-hmm. which is, I'm stupid, but... I mean, I spent like 20 bucks on Persona 5 PS4. 
And if it's only coming to Xbox and not Switch, I'm just going to buy it on Xbox to A, get the achievements, and B, I just I play my Xbox more. PlayStation's inconvenient for me because mm-hmm. it's not my it's not my preferred ecosystem if that makes sense no. um, so I'm excited to see what that brings it's tomorrow so I'm, I'm excited to see what that entails um, hopefully it's a switch announcement but since we're talking about also the PlayStation state of play they're skipping E3 they didn't do a PlayStation experience in December mm-hmm. last year we know that they they're offering of first party exclusive stuff or just exclusive stuff in general is rather slim going forward last year they had a banger year god of war uh spider-man probably something else i'm forgetting of year before horizons Zero dawn near automata persona 5 like they've had good years of good good games exclusive stuff the only things we really know about going forward are dreams uh which is their media molecules vr game have you seen this uh no it's so it basically media molecules the guys or the studio most known for like little big planet mm-hmm. but dreams is a vr experience that is going to be you go in and you can create basically anything you want I'm sure you've probably seen videos online of like people making like remaking games and stuff in there. Mm-mm. Mike, you're all over the Twitter sphere. Yeah, I'm all over the Twitter sphere, but I'm just you know shouting obscenities to celebrities. Is that what you do? I gotta, I don't look, know. I gotta look at I gotta look at Mike's mentions. I don't follow my own Twitter. So, Dreams will probably be there. Last of Us Two, maybe. Uh, Death Stranding, maybe. Days Gone comes out in April, so they'll probably have a focus on that. But outside of that, I mean, unless I'm missing some big gaps that are PlayStation-exclusive games, there's not really much else to show. And Sony, over the past few years, has kind of not shied away, but they don't really put a focus on indie titles anymore. Like Switch, like Nintendo has clearly taken the mantle up with indie games. There was a point in time in the 360 days where... Xbox was all about indies, and that was a big part of their portfolio, and they always put a focus on that. Remember Summer of Arcade? Yeah. And they did Winter of Arcade at some point. But that was a big, like, that was a big, like, focus. They put focus on a lot of good games. I think Explosion Man was one of the Summer Arcade games. Um, I think Braid might have been a Summer of Arcade game. But they always had good games in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Limbo was probably one of them. Maybe. Was Limbo the first one? Yes. What's the second one called? Inside. Inside, okay. Uh, Limbo was probably at one of those games as well. But, uh, you know, Switch is kind of that machine now. Outside of Steam, like, the Switch has, like, a fantastic line of indies. And obviously, with Nintendo just doing an indie direct this past week, they're still going to focus on that being a core part of their platform going forward, which is smart. So I wonder if Sony is also going to start giving some space to indies i mean it would be smart it would be a good way to fill out whatever this fucking thing is on monday because i really don't see them having a lot to show um since they also mentioned psvr there'll probably be some cool vr titles and they had a great vr year last year i mean last year was moss firewall zero hour tetris effect beat saber mm, astrobot like they had like 
Sony had a great VR lineup last year. I'd love to see them bring shine to some things other than Dreams um, for later this year, get people excited about VR. But I don't know, is there something that you'd want to see or something you'd hope to see or like a like a PlayStation franchise that doesn't have games anymore get get shown off? I I only have a PS4 and I I don't I don't know what fucking PlayStation has. Uh, I mean, in, in the past, I mean, it's some of their stuff isn't like Sony first party. It's like second party or now it might be third party. But, I mean, could we see a new Crash game? Could we see a new Spyro game? I guess Crash Team Racing will probably be at this event, yeah. even though it's going on every platform. But, like, Crash and Spyro, even if they're there, those are multi-plat now because they're owned by Activision. Mm-hmm. Um, Twisted Metal is something they could always bring back. Were you the one that mentioned a Twisted Metal Battle Royale? Or did you say it? Mario Kart Battle Royale? I think I I think we might have said it, but I was saying it just because I knew the words Twisted Metal and Battle Royale, not because I had any real affinity towards really either thing. Yeah. Um I don't know what I guess I guess I'm gonna be open to be surprised on Monday to care about something. But as of right now, I don't have high ex- I don't have expectations. I just don't have expectations for it. Granted, I'm not like super into in the Sony universe, the ecosystem. You know, I don't have anything against Sony. It's just you know my Xbox and PlayStation are relatively the same machine for the most part, mm-hmm. and I typically, you know, Sony first party titles don't always like excite me and i like the ui of xbox better but anyways i don't hate sony i just i don't i'm not really looking forward to whatever i'm looking forward to monday i'm just not really expecting much to be excited about if that makes sense yeah um especially because i feel like a lot of things that would typically be maybe a playstation exclusive at this point if the switch can run it they're also coming on the switch so We'll we'll see what they bring. I, I'm excited regardless because I, I do just like new announcements and new news. I wonder if this means like I wonder what Sony's presence at PAX East is going to be. I haven't looked at the floor plan to see if they're even there. I forget. I don't remember. I, I mean, I wasn't looking for them on the map, so I wouldn't remember offhand. If I've there. only briefly looked at it. I got to finish like kind of planning out some stuff, but I know like I know Capcom's not there again. Blizzard's not there, which kind of makes there. me sad. I'm sure like their games will be somewhere else. Like I'm sure Overwatch will be in someone's booth somewhere. Yeah. But it's Twitch it's... isn't there. Wait, really? Mm-mm. That's actually fucking crazy surprising. I'm sure well Mixer's definitely gonna Mixer's be there. Mixer's there. What about YouTube gaming? YouTube streaming. YouTube gaming might have been there or and or Facebook. Facebook. Is Facebook streaming still a big thing or no? Was it ever a big thing? I don't know if it's ever been a big thing. I know I could do it if I felt like it, I just choose not to. Like, yeah, I don't really stream, so it doesn't really matter. Mixer, Mixer has so many good, like, things, like, concepts and ideas that differentiate it from Twitch. I don't know. I've debated, like, switching us to Mixer. Because mm-hmm. I feel it has some good benefits. Yeah. But I don't want to learn a new platform. Well, if you have strong computer you probably just stream to both at the same time 
Um, this could probably do it. It's just it just makes more noise when I like you can hear it right now. Yeah. Like it can like everything is running fine. I could like open more windows and do more shit. It's yeah. just the fan gets really loud. Uh, unrelated to any of these things, it was bothering me the entire time. It's called The Big Sick. That wasn't even the movie. The Big Sick, yes. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember it either. I would never would have got there either. It's a fucking really good movie. If you have not seen The Big Sick, please check it out. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited at, at the base level. I know I've, some people might take what I was just saying for talking shit, which it was not. But I uh, I am excited to see what Sony's bringing to the table on Monday. But we did just go past, I mentioned it before, this week's Nindy Direct from Nintendo, which was like a 25-minute fucking smorgasbord of delicious indie titles, which, off the bat, dropped Cuphead coming to Switch, which has been a rumor for a while. You know, there's been the rumors of, you know, Game Pass coming to Switch, Xbox Live coming to Switch, supposedly someone leaked that Cuphead and Ori and the Blind Forest were coming to Switch, so... Did you watch the full... I know you didn't watch the full direct, but did you watch the full Cuphead announcement? Like, mm-hmm. it started off with that guy with the mask? Yeah. Where was your brain? Or I guess you already knew it was Cuphead going was into Cuphead that. I was watching it. I feel like I wouldn't have got... Like, I, I had a busy day at work, so I couldn't watch the direct live, mm-hmm. and everyone was in the group text was talking about Cuphead, so I knew that Cuphead was coming, and... I feel like if I didn't know Cuphead was going to be there, I would not have known what the fuck game they were trying to tease there. Like, I would not have no idea what the fuck they were doing. Um, I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd call myself shocked. Did you expect that to happen? No. So what are you then? Uh, Pleasantly surprised. Okay. I'm shocked. Like I, like Cuphead is coming to Switch is like a really fucking big deal. I mean, it's Studio MDHR is in. They're independent, and I don't think they're owned by Microsoft in any way. And I'm pretty sure they own the rights to Cuphead. Like I think it's their IP, but Microsoft owns the publishing rights to the game. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a Microsoft published game on the Switch. I'm pretty sure, unless it unless it boils down somewhere else, if they gave it to someone else to help port it or something, there might be another studio involved to help port it to the Switch. Um, there probably is, but th- that's a huge like. And they left they, they led the direct off that way, and not that the rest of the direct was whatever, but like Cuphead coming to Switch is fucking huge, like crazy to me. And I honestly think that this almost but does everything but confirm we're one hundred percent getting. A Microsoft Microsoft owned property in Smash, like one hundred percent, that's happening. I don't know if it's gonna be Banjo. I don't know if it's gonna be Master Chief. I don't know if it's gonna be fucking Cuphead. Someone or something from Microsoft is gonna be in Smash. Yeah, one of those pinatas from Viva Pinata. I hope not. Um, something from Perfect Dark. I mean, it was on Nintendo, so it could. Mm-hmm. Joanna Dark could be there. And now that this has happened. Uh, one of the brothers, I forget which one, but one of the Moldenhauers, the creators of Cuphead, is now like furiously trying to get Sakurai to put Cuphead in Smash. Like he's 
telling people to bother Nintendo about it. He's like, go out there, tweet at Nintendo, tell them you want Cuphead and Smash, I want Cuphead and Smash so bad. So, like, I don't know if we're going to get Cuphead and Smash. Which would be, Cuphead would be amazing in Smash. It'd be fun. If they put Cuphead in Smash, do you think that they would style him flat, like Game & Watch? Like, do you think he'd be flat, but obviously not a clone of Game & Watch, but just the art of him be flat? Yeah, probably. I mean, they have the, they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. To like make it, because Game Watch is a 3D character, a but he just looks flat. Look, he needs to look flat. Yeah, so they they probably do that with Cuphead, I think. Yeah. Eight costumes, you get fucking four Cuphead and four Mugman, or you know what? They could do some other number and add Miss Chalice in there. Maybe I I would say you know it'd be like a black and white version, obviously. Of course. And then you know regular colors, maybe inverted colors. Um, that's all I got. I would love to see them add, like, Switch-specific, like, things. I they haven't said anything like this, but it'd be cool if, like, Cuphead could, like, I don't know, wear a fucking Mario hat or something. It'd just be funny. Or if, like, they drew, like, Mario and or Link in there as just, like, background characters on the map, but in, like, the fucking 1930s? Something like that. 1930s fucking scene, uh, style. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking great. But not only is it coming to Switch, but the day it launched on Switch, on Switch, Xbox, and, and Windows, it's also getting a big update that comes with uh, animated cutscenes, which is going to be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. New language support for, like, I don't know, 12 new countries, I think, and uh, some other some other small additions. Plus, we get the DLC coming later this year. So I'm, I'm 100% buying Cuphead again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's oh, it's so great that it's coming to Switch. But the, other than that, I don't want to like harp too much on Cuphead. But, but before we move on from Cuphead, like, do you think that this can, like really pushes along? We're probably gonna get someone from fucking Microsoft. Um, I don't know if it pushes anything along because, as I understand it, the characters that are going to be at least in the first character pack were like decided long ago. Like they're those ones were like no one's changing what they have planned for like, the character pack. If there's a subsequent character pack, then yeah. sure, maybe well, affects things. Well, so the thing, is, the thing is this, is that I think that the character coming is Banjo. And that's what I think. I think that Banjo is coming to Smash, mm-hmm. and I think that part of Banjo coming to Smash was always going to be like a Microsoft suite of things. So it would be like music from Halo, music from, you know what I mean? Like maybe the stage isn't a Banjo stage, it's another Microsoft stage. Um, they add sticker or stickers. What are, uh, spirits? Um, they add spirits from you know other Microsoft uh, franchises. So I always thought Banjo. Was, I still think Banjo is going to be one of the DLC characters. I feel like Cuphead coming to Switch is probably partly because of the talks from before about getting Banjo and Smash. I feel like there's been a lot of Obviously, like, they cut a joint ad for Minecraft, the Survive Together ad. That was, like, a Microsoft and Nintendo-themed commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, they've clearly been working together for a little bit now, and I feel like in those conversations, part of it was, we want Banjo in Smash. Mm-hmm. How can we work this out? That's why I think we're seeing things like Cuphead coming, hearing things about Xbox Live functioning on the Switch, because that's the other thing is Cuphead on Switch is going to have Xbox Live capabilities, which I think is just going to ultimately be it tracks your achievements, which is still cool. 
because that's another reason for me to like buy it again and be like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking lay in bed and smash my Switch in half, but I got this other achievement I couldn't get on my Xbox. Um, so I think it's definitely a possible possibility. Uh, How about this, uh-huh. buddy? Yeah. Hear me out. Remember the uh, Pac-Man trailer, the Pac-Man reveal for Smash? Oh yeah, that's a great trailer. Yeah. All right. Imagine they do that again. They got red, and you see Mario jumping up, and then they do blue, and you see fucking uh, Sanic, S- Sanic, and Mega Man. Then they do yellow, and you see Pac-Man, and he's like, Michael, Michael, Michael. And then they do green, and then you hear fucking Gregorian chants, and then Master Chief turns around, and he says, Kept you waiting. I don't know what Master Chief does. I haven't played Halo. (laughs) That's fine. I mean, hey, Halo, Master Chief is also like a legendary video game character. Mm -hmm. It would break Sakurai's one rule, though. One of Sakurai's rules. He's never appeared on a Nintendo platform. And then they announce uh, Master Chief Collection coming to Switch. It's possible. It's doable. It's a thing that I just said. I guess it's in the realm of possibility in the sense that it is not, like, God has not come down and said, don't do this. Listen, I know Final Fantasy VII is coming out on the Switch next week, I think, actually. Final Fantasy VII has never been on the Switch. Cloud, a character in Smash, character from Final Fantasy VII. Again, he's in Smash. It's never been on the Switch. Sakurai's fucking wiggle room around that is that Cloud was in Final Fantasy Theatrhythm, which was a compilation Final Fantasy like rhythm game where Cloud is like either a sprite you can pick to control or just in the background. So that's his like oh no, he was that, on a Nintendo wasn't platform. Wasn't that Joker's excuse too? Well, yeah, he's in he's in like Persona Q yeah. or something, which on the 3DS. So yeah, he he wiggles around the thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's they, he'll find Here's, a way. Mesh Chief, he was seen in a reflection if you hold your switch up to your TV while you're playing Halo. So that counts. Yeah, why not? I mean, listen, after this, I'm going to say right now that Nintendo's E3 Direct is 100% having another Microsoft game in it. It'll probably be Ori in the Blind Forest. Maybe it's Halo Master Chief. Halo Master Chief Collection, I don't re- I want it to come to Switch so bad, I don't think it actually will. Or in the Blind Forest makes sense to come to Switch. Um, maybe not the new one that's coming out, but the first game. Because, again, Microsoft's just fucking raking in that money, baby. I didn't check today, but when I checked last night, Cuphead was already at 20 on the eShop. And that's... So, I don't know how much you dig on the eShop, but when you go to, like, best-selling titles, there's a tab for all games, and there's a tab for digital downloads only. I didn't even look to see where he was in the digital downloads because when I looked on the all games, he was 20. That means he's up against retail games as well. Because, like, the top of the list for the all games is usually, in no specific order, Mario Odyssey, um, Mario Kart, Smash, Stardew Valley. Those four usually round up the top five, like, almost all the time. The only time one of them drops out of the top five usually is when, like, some indie game puts itself for a penny or like 50 cents because that happens a lot now there was like a really shitty game called like bouncy bob that put itself for a penny and it was a really bad game but it was a penny so everyone was buying it so i mean it was a smart business move because if they went to number one on all games that means they sold like millions of copies of it which means they got twenty (laughs) dollars something like that um but we'll run through quickly some of the other highlights from the Ninja Direct because then we can go on our last topic of the night. But um, 
for me, outside of Cuphead, obviously, Cadence of Hyrule is by far my favorite thing from that direct. I never played Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I always was intrigued by it. I just never pulled the trigger on it. And more importantly, outside of the game being cool and having good sprite work and all this stuff, that soundtrack with Zelda songs is going to be fucking bonkers. And I cannot wait for that soundtrack. Um, Katana Zero, which is a game that we got to play a few years ago at PAX, that's Joe's most anticipated from there for sure. That's Joe's like big big indie coming out i'm a big fan of how it looks i think it looks fucking awesome um outside of cuphead obviously in cadence of hyrule for dom he was a big fan of uh red lantern which was the the dog sled game mm. you don't well you didn't watch the direction so there was basically there's a game called red lantern that is it looks very firewatchish where it's in first person um but you're basically uh, have a dog sled team you're trying to do the I didn't rod I didn't rod I think I did a rod I did a rod um looks to be like more cinematic more like like firewatch like picture firewatch mm-hmm. but dog sledding and that's what it that's how it looked to me got it um Creature in the Well another game that stood out to me that looked really good that was the the platformer slash pinball game um that looked really cool and then I, Todd's probably Todd's big pick from the direct was uh, My Friend Pedro Mm-hmm. which he's been excited about that since they first showed it off. But I think in the direct, it got a, a release date. I think it's coming out in April. Cool. Um, April has some, like, April's Cuphead. April has some fucking bangers now. Uh, Cadence and Hyrule is supposed to come out in the spring. I hope it's fucking next month because I want to play it so bad. Um, and then the other thing that I can't decide if I'm excited for or not is the Stranger Things game. That was shown off somewhere else before, but they showed a longer trailer of it. Do you remember what this looks like? I kind of it, it was like a like a retro looking game, right? Yeah, like it was a it was a brawler kind of like the Scott Pilgrim game and it mm. was in pixel art, but it's more of a like Scott Pilgrim was more of a flat. This is a little bit more isometric, so a little higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to actually be good or not. I'll probably buy it cuz it's Stranger Things and it's a brawler and it's pixel art, but I don't know. It comes out the same day as uh season 3, which is July 4th. So there's a new trailer for that too. Did you watch it? I watched that. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, but before we move on to our last topic here, Mike, mm-hmm. um, this episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higgins and Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And make sure to keep an eye on their social media because they're very close to opening their new location in the Carriage House, which I was down there last week, and it is going to blow people's minds how fucking cool it is. Actually, off the air, Mike, I'll tell you, I went in there last week with with Eric and Jen, and they were showing me some of the stuff they're going to do, and you're going to be very excited with what they what they are have in store for us. Oh, boy. Uh, it's pretty, pretty fucking awesome. So check them out on social media. Uh, they do a different batch of cookies every week. They're always fucking flames, unless they have coconuts or nuts, because Mike hates both of those. Um, one of the cookies tonight is Thin Mints. Mike and I are not mint guys, but they're going to have two other delicious cookies. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they got going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. 
This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Sapphire Jig because you just threw us 250 bitties. I don't normally... What? I saw the things. Oh, the thingies. Um, wait, what did it show? Did it show Tom Haverford? Or no? No. It oh, showed, we must have missed it. Yeah, it showed fucking purple gemstones. Oh, that's what it showed? Oh, then the alerts aren't up right. It's supposed to be, supposed to be Tom Haverford making it rain. Oh. That's what it should have showed. Well, fucked up. Oh, well. Um... Our final topic of the night, Mike, is Google Stadia. Yeah. Now, can we give a quick gist of what Google Stadia is? Yes. Are you prepared to do this? Oh, no, I'm not prepared to do it, but I mean, it's streaming games. Bingo, bingo. I think it's a little bit more than that. You stream it on whatever it has, a fucking Chrome browser. Congratulations. Is that the limiting factor right now? It's a Chrome browser? I think it uses a Chrome browser, yeah. So. Um, I mean, this started off... Did you? I know you were in the Project Stream beta. Did you mm-hmm. play it or no? Did you do Assassin's Creed on something? I did, and if I had played it for an hour, I would have kept the game. And I, apparently I played it for 45 minutes, and I was like, nah, I don't feel like playing this game anymore. So I just but I think you really care about Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I mean, if I could get it for free, it would have been okay. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have played it. I know you wouldn't have. It would have been, like, in my library. Yeah. So, basically, they're promising that, A, it's more powerful than current-gen combined. They they showed off a, a graphic that said it has... Let me see if I can pull it up quick. I think it has 10 points... Capacity to do 10.7 teraflops of processing is that what a teraflop would do processing yeah i think so compared to i think the xbox one x is like 4.6 or 4.7 and the ps4 pro is like 4.2 or something so they were like touting that it's more powerful than both of those combined um that it can stream up to in the future 8k Okay. I mean, the limiting factor there would be your download speeds, but all right. The the thing, they're basically promising that they can have this low latency, high quality, high fidelity stream available to you. I believe the low end of it was 20 megs up. Does that sound right? 20 megs. So, wait. You your mean upload like speed? Your upload speed has to be 20? Your upload speed has to be 20 megs? I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Alright. What is yours normally? Do you know? I mean, mine can hit that. Like, I've got cable, I think, you know, I'd have to check my own... If you did a speed test right now on your computer, you could probably see exactly what you're pulling. But the fact that we're streaming stuff is... Um, good indicator. Uh, so, Google... The company worked with an ideal framework of 25 megabits per second for 1080p 60 frames. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we only use 20 megabits per second. Improving algorithms mean the company plans to launch with a target of 4K 60 frames uh, at 30. Would be um, something megabytes. Like shit, I can't do math anymore. Yeah, the lowest resolution Stadia will go is 720. Um, shit. Basically, what where I'm at here with this is that. And the other thing being that you can across any screen that supports it, so 
they showed it running on stage on a shitty computer, shitty desktop. Mm. A sh- they they without saying shitty, they said that they went through and they b- brought the crappiest, lowest processing computer laptop they could find. Yeah. So they showed it running from that to this. To, does Google have a tablet? Uh, yes, they've got the Pixel Slate. So they used they showed a Pixel Slate. Obviously, they're going to use their own thing, and then whatever their current phone is, I'm sure that's what it was. Pixel, um, Pixel Three. Yeah. So they did those things, and then they went to a TV. Does Google have a TV or no? There's Android TV. Um, which does Google I, own Android? Yes, but it's um, it's like Apple TV, I believe, in that sense. Like okay. It's a, it's a device. So they th- that must have been the TV they used. Um, but they showed it moving from those. Did you see this portion of the press? So they basically had someone come on on stage and play Assassin's Creed Odyssey on each thing. And the interesting thing that, that they are saying that they can do is that you can. So so basically, there's a lot of interesting things to it. So you can start playing on one screen, and then. If you were moving to a different screen for some reason, you can tra- like seamlessly, like th- within three seconds, pick up on the next screen exactly where you were, and it will turn off on the other screen. So it will like pause, mm-hmm. and then just move you to the next screen. Um, and they did that across each screen, like in real time. They like mm-hmm. were like, "This is us playing," it. and it was the guy really playing Assassin's Creed, and he moved from screen to screen, and it was the same fucking spot where he was. Um, which was really fucking cool. If that actually works, I don't know where you'd have to move through that many screens that quickly. Yeah. But like, if you were playing on your TV and then going to bed and then just fucking you know brought your phone or something in there. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that they were showing off was that the way it's gonna function. Google owns YouTube, I'm assuming. Yes. I thought I knew that. Okay. So it was obviously a lot of YouTube heavy in this in the Stadia thing. So if you're watching someone streaming on YouTube, you can. From there, just click, like, I want to play this game and start playing the game instantly. Yeah. Um, there's other features that they have integrated with streamers where you can, like, join their game and stuff like that, um, which is all really cool, and it's it's very interesting, and I'd love to see this tech, like, them explain it more and show it off more and see what this can really do. Um, but... There was other things that they showed off you could do. I mean, there was, like, basically it can function as, like, having local co-op and stuff where you can each stream on the same screen and, like, play. I I don't know. There was some cool features, but what I want to know is, A, are you excited about this? Um, Excited isn't the word. I'm intrigued. Like, you know, if this... If this works the way they want it to work, it'd be, you know, interesting for it to expand. Yeah. Do you think that they can pull it off? Like, do you think what they what they showed and what they talked about and what they promised? Do you think that this is gonna launch like that? Eh, it's gonna be tricky. Like, I got it to work, and I said this to you before, a while ago, probably even in this whole thing, where like. I have a very shitty old Google Chromebook yeah. at my house, mm-hmm. and I was playing Assassin's Creed. Like, the only drawback, the only issue I had playing Assassin's Creed on that thing was just I didn't bother getting a, bring my keyboard and mouse to plug into it. Like, I was just using what was on, actually, I think I had to plug in a mouse. So, like, the input wasn't great for me just because I opted not to 
do what they told me to do, which is use external peripherals. Okay. Um, but like it ran fairly well on outdated hardware. Yeah. Very, it was a low end machine even when I bought it uh, t- a while ago. Yeah. So. I mean, well, that's what they're. That's one of the things they're promising is that they're yeah. gonna handle all of the fucking load. Yes. So the the real limiting factor is you have to have good internet speeds. So that limits it to like. Granted, we're in a decent location, but I guess there are parts of the country, at least, where like your options for internet are horrible. Horrible. Yeah, you have to use like satellite DSL, which has very shitty speeds. I was listening to another podcast, and someone wrote into it and basically said that the part of the country that they live in, and they live in the, they live in the U.S. It was probably somewhere in the Midwest, I think. And they said that they they can't even like when they buy a new game for their Xbox, they have to like wait a few days before they can play it because it takes that long to like download, download updates. That's like that's fucking crazy to me. Like that, like to me in my brain, like if I lived in a place that the internet was like that, I could, I would, I'd have to move. I wouldn't be able to live that, live that way. Um, so it, it's alarming. I, it makes me hope if they're like, oh, it's, it's like such a weird thing to, especially because they, I feel like they showed a lot, but then they also didn't really show a lot. I feel like they talked about these things that they're prepared to do, but until I can see it working, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's not real. I mean, it'd be great for you. Why? Because then you could do some PC gaming because you could just get run a Chrome browser and just. Well, yeah, that would be fucking awesome. The other thing too is uh, that, and, and this is like an interesting thing for developers. Like, when you when you're a developer and you're making a game for Xbox and making a game for PlayStation and making a game for Switch those platforms aren't all developed for the same way so that same developer has to cut in extra time budget money resources to also make it run on other platforms you know what i mean and like function that way and obviously the controllers aren't all the same so they gotta do this and you know it's little things but like they gotta update all the menus and dialogue and stuff like on an xbox you press a to forward a menu on a switch it's gonna be b on a fucking PlayStation is going to be X. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, dumb things like that, but that takes time, I'm, I'm sure. It takes a lot of time. I don't think it's just like you just change one number in a fucking thing of code and it fixes it. Yeah. Um, so one of the things they said is you develop for the Stadia platform and you don't have to worry about it running optimally on different machines because it's just running on Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um so like that stuff is intriguing to me because I feel like that allows developers to get more out of what they're trying to make. But at the same time, I don't really I like I I would be shocked to see any games launch exclusive on Stadia. Like I just don't see that happening. At least not anytime soon. Uh, no, I don't see any exclusivity. Well, you get the word I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um I don't see that happening. No, like I, that's, that's like, yes, the idea of Stadia is every screen is the fucking platform. So that would ultimately like open up the player base enormously, but we don't know how much Stadia is going to cost. We don't know 
how the service functions. Like, is it a subscription? Because you're not buying a box. They 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 basically said like this is the death of boxes. Um, so you're not buying a box. You don't have to buy the controller, but you can. Um, so what are like how is this working? Are we like buying a subscription service to Google in some way? Are we paying monthly? We're paying yearly. After that, are the games included? Are you then buying the games too? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot of unanswered things, obviously, outside of everything else. But when it comes to actually purchasing and getting into the Stadia ecosystem, what does that actually mean? Um, you know, you look at something like an Xbox One X. You buy that when it launches, I don't know, 500 bucks. How much is Stadia going to be? Is it going to be 10 bucks a month, 60 bucks a month? You know, hundred bucks a month, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I, Google is a very large company; they're a very wealthy company. They've got to be one of the wealthiest companies in the world, I would imagine. You would think that. Are they not? I think we've had this discussion before, where like we were looking things up, and I forget where the numbers lied. They're pr- they probably have more money than Sony and Microsoft. Maybe, maybe not. Microsoft's probably up there with them but I would imagine they have more money than Sony uh, Google Google isn't owned by someone else I know it's under Alphabet but Alphabet is Google yeah so they're their own thing Sony and Microsoft might fall under someone else's umbrella no I think those two are both top dogs okay I would have to imagine that Google or Alphabet is more money than them too at least Sony Microsoft maybe not because of like something. Yeah, I mean Microsoft's got it's got Windows and it's got Office. Yeah, but like, w- what is Sony's major revenue center? I know it's not video games for either of them. Um, um is it consumer electronics? Okay. So I mean, obviously not the Walkman anymore, but things of that nature. Like televisions and shit. Televisions. Is the Vio still a thing? Uh, what the laptop? Yeah. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't buy one, but they might still exist. Do they make phones too? Still? Um, yeah, I think the Xperia line still exists. I think they came out with something last year. So I don't know. Google has money, so they can. I mean, they can sell it, not at a loss, but they can sell it for as cheap as they, they want to go without it being could, for a loss. They could, you know, they could set it up in a way where. Like just get the install base in, yeah, and then do what they have to do after that. What do you think that their like? What do you think their model is going to be? Like, you think it's going to be like a you pay X amount of dollars a year each year, or like a monthly thing, or like how do you think it's going to work? Well, because of the whole design, you can't like there's nothing for you to download, so you won't. You'll never own a game. You'll never fully own a game, like if. But do you think, like, like let's just use the Assassin's Creed example. Do you think that Ubisoft is gonna say, "Yeah, have our library of games"? No, like that, that wouldn't make any sense, would it? Mm, no, not really. Unless Google, like, bought the rights to have. I don't know. Like, I don't know how. I don't know where this. It's a weird space because I know how Google would make the money. It would be, they charge you in some way, mm-hmm. but then how would you? I mean, I, I'm, I guess they would open a digital storefront where you would then buy the games on Stadia. Potentially. And that would be a weird space to be because, again, if at any point, you know, 
something changes, like you you don't you never actually have that game. But that's I mean that's how it is with just digital in general though. Like if you know if I it would just be tied to your Stadia account. Like if I bought a game on Xbox Live but sold my Xbox, I don't own the game. Like the game's tied to my account, but like I don't own I can't play it. Can you still be downloaded after the, like if you get a new Yeah, as long as it's tied to your Xbox Live account. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Switch. You can like re-download same thing. It should be the same thing with PlayStation. So I would assume it would function that way where if you, you know, you had a Stadia account, you purchased the game, it's lo- it's tied to your Stadia account unless Unless for some reason there's like a licensing deal with something and it never comes, like it gets taken off the Stadia shop or something. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. With like with things that aren't licensed, I wouldn't see them disappearing. But like if like if so, if for instance the Scott Pilgrim, you can't download that anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you own it and it's downloaded, you're good. Yeah. Um. I really. I'm just I'm fascinated by Stadia. I'm intrigued by what they're trying to do. Do you think it's do you think it is the end of boxes? It certainly has the potential to do that because you've got the option to play it at home, you get the option to play it on the go. It covers both markets pretty seamlessly. The the issue though is that I mean, we are slowly moving towards a digital future, for sure. Like every year digital sales are up are climbing physical sales are going down i mean you you see it in a lot of ways i mean you look at like music music is like pretty much just digital at this point Mm -hmm. movies there's still people that don't i would say music is probably the most digital yeah i guess books too are pretty digital at this point i wouldn't know (laughs) i wouldn't know either but I, i i no, change books entirely like we don't feel like reading can you have someone read it to us and they're like, yeah, who, doesn't sure. like, who doesn't like story time yeah okay we can get this guy to read this book to you for fucking eight hours great is there a audiobook service called story time because that's what audible should have been called or one of those services like story time is like a way better name as far as i know no but again books really aren't my thing yeah me either um I, I don't think it's the end of boxes. I think regardless of where things are at, we're moving towards a more digital future for games anyway. Um, but like you just said, there's parts of the country that 100% can't, use wouldn't be able to use it. So boxes wouldn't die for that reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's part of the reason probably why Google was trying to lay out fiber all over the place and kind of got stuck. But it was a cool idea. And I don't even know what internet's like around the world, but I'm sure there's parts of the world, like, parts of the world that are, you know, not poor nations mm-hmm. that also don't have great internet. I'm trying to think when I was in Europe, like, I feel like when I was in Ireland, the internet wasn't that great. Because I, I was only using internet, like, I wasn't, like, using cell service, I was just using internet yeah. places, and I feel like it was not even, like, readily accessible for me. Yeah, it turns out those snakes all had the Wi-Fi, and that's like St. Patrick didn't do you guys any favors. That's what happens. But I think ultimately what this could end up doing is that, like, like I said, Google is a very powerful company, a very wealthy company. Mm-hmm. If this comes out and it fucking does well and it can whatever, it will definitely shape 
the future of the landscape of video games. Um, yeah, if you can, if you're, you know, Billy, Billy Every Kid, and you're like, you know, my name sucks, but regardless, I want to play the new Call of Duty, but I'm not going to be able to buy the Xbox One, Two, and the PlayStation Forever, or the Nintendo. Uh, you got to do it now. You went this far. Their naming convention is too is actually more confusing than Xboxes. So Nintendo just actually just gonna turn itself into just Nintendo to lean into parents calling it hey, get off the Nintendo. So they're just gonna be called Nintendo. Which the Nintendo be, Nintendo. Which would be dope. Yeah. But then um, they can never make another one. It's the end all be all. Anyway, but these parents are like, hey, you know, this thing only caught this uh, Stadia thing only costs ten bucks a month. Definitely not gonna cost. No, it's money. gonna be it's uh, my my guess is it's gonna be like sixty to a hundred dollars a month. It has to be. Maybe. Anyway, regardless of the pricing structure, it's like hey, instead of doing that, we're gonna do this. We get to play that. We got our parental controls. We'll go in there and be like, hey, you know, you can't play these games, and during these hours, he can't play the game. Mm-hmm. Boop, 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 boop. And the kid's like, oh boy, now I get to play fucking Call of Duty, Super Modern Warfare, you know, Battle of 1982 with Ninja. And then, like, Ninja's on, he's like, my hair's purple, and let's play some games. And the kid's like, I'm gonna donate to your Patreon so I can play with you. This kid's burning his parents' cash. Like, yeah, yes. He sucks. That's why he didn't even Billy. Also, Ninja's on Twitch. Not anymore, he's not. He's not, on YouTube now? Not... He got that Google bucks? Google Google threw out the big bucks. They said, hey, I know that Epic, or no, whoever paid him to play Apex. EA. EA said, they're like, hey, listen, here's, you know, more money. We got you locked into a 12-year contract. Oh, I'll... Just like that baseball player. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I don't know who the big YouTube streamers are. I don't know if they're bigger than Twitch streamers. Mm -hmm. I don't really know much about streamers. Um... But if Stadia is does well, and or if Google really wants to fucking really push the shit out of Stadia, which I'm sure they're going to, you're gonna be like more familiar with YouTube streamers, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. Though Amazon's got that money too. It's true. Amazon's gonna be one of the most wealthiest companies. Yeah, probably. It's like them and Walmart. Listen, name a big company, and they're probably listed somewhere. There's like a. If I was going to go like, hey, Forbes 500, hit me up, um, all those companies, company names, they're somewhere. Yeah, but I'm talking about like top 10. Okay, top 10. You can just look it up. I know, but we're not doing that right now. Um, I don't think it's the end of boxes. I think it's a step in a direction for the industry. I think if Stadia does well and Google's able to accomplish these things that they're saying they can do, I think what it will ultimately turn into is Microsoft and or Sony, one of them is going to have to bow out. Like, one of them is going to have to say bye-bye. The, the Switch for now, well, Nintendo for now with the Switch, the Switch is unique in that it's a screen that is portable. Mm-hmm. So they kind of already have what Stadia is trying to be in regards to you can play it on your TV, and you can pick it up and play it somewhere else. So I feel like that separates them from a box that sits under your TV, like an Xbox or a PlayStation. Um, 
The other thing that I could see happening, honestly, is that especially with how, like, Microsoft and Nintendo are buddy-buddy right now, I can see them partnering more. Not one of them buying the other one, because I don't see that happening. But I can see them partnering more to kind of fend off Google. Mm -hmm. But that would also leave Sony stranded, because I, I don't know... I don't know. And the other part of this, too, is, like, with... With everything being an internet connection for Stadia, the competitive scene of gaming, I'm assuming, is not going to embrace that. Like, you're going to see... I, I can't imagine the Overwatch League going on Stadia. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, like, the fighting game community. Like, it just... Th th those... Competitive gaming doesn't want latency in any way. And when you introduce everything being powered by the internet... That that can introduce latency um, or lag. Mm -hmm. So between controller input latency or lag because it's running all off the internet, I don't see those communities embracing this. So I, 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 that's another reason why I see, like, there would be, I'm, I'm assuming with the way it's being described now, there would be no way for there to be a LAN version of Stadia. Right. Unless, unless Google is trying, would like, all right, we're going to partner with these esports organizations to have, like, an offline version of it. But then even in that case, they'd be making a box. It wouldn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how any of this works. I'm not a mathematician. He's not. I'm not a scientist. Neither. I'm interested to see what it brings to the table. I honestly don't see it being embraced by many. I think it will do well. I just... I feel like there's too many parts of the country and the world that can't sustain that yet. Because we don't even have we don't have Google Fiber here. They're not doing that anymore. Oh, they're not even doing it anymore? It's too much work. It's too difficult. But, like, that also introduces, like, you and I only have access to Comcast. Verizon is not in this city. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if everything went to Stadia, what's to stop Comcast from then raising our prices of internet? Uh, is there something that's not they can't right I forget how net neutrality works but we either really wanted it or really didn't want it and we're not getting our way well we wanted net neutrality mm -hmm. the government wanted to get rid of net neutrality so mm -hmm. that, that I believe that allows the companies to do whatever the fuck they want yes so without net neutrality Comcast could be like hey you know what if you want to use this service you better pay us yeah because they don't have, we don't have they and we don't have a choice we don't have a choice Exactly. All right. Write your congressman. Tell him if you want Stadia, we want uh, something. I mean, I don't really care. About, I I need to see pricing structure. I need to see what games are going to be on this thing. Like, I need I need reasons to buy Stadia. The concept of Stadia is cool. The fluidity between screens, the ability to everything's up in the up in the fucking sky for you. Mm -hmm. So. You always have access to all of your games and your save files, and you can play it on any screen that has a Chrome browser. Like, the idea of that is cool. That's a great idea. I need to know pricing. I need to know games. I need to know that it actually works. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is that it's cookie time, mm -hmm. and this episode of the Pass Control Podcast is over mm -hmm. and as always you can find us on the internet at passthecontroller.io 
on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. Sorry, twitch.tv slash PassController. I think I said the, no the on there. If you're a fan of the show, we urge you to leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us. And to share us on social media because that helps more people get into the show. If you do have a couple of bucks kicking around and you're looking for a place to throw those bucks, patreon.com slash controller. Even a buck, even a dollar. One dollar from you is not a lot, but one dollar from many of you to us is a lot. Um, or buy something from our shop at pastthecontroller.threadless.com. We will be at PAX East next week, all four days. Well, Mike and I will be there all four days. Everyone else is in and out on certain days. Um, we will be around having a blast. If you see us, say hi. If you don't see us, say hi. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to PAX. See what shirts Mike's wearing. I got a sneak peek at Joe's shirts. He sent me a, a pick. A pick. Ooh. I haven't I haven't nailed down my final shirts yet. I haven't figured out. Uh, are you? Where is that Akatsuki shirt from? Is that a Uniqlo shirt? No, that is from Hot Topic. It just—it lo- looks like a comfy shirt. Is that a comfy shirt? Yeah, I mean it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a shirt. shirt. All right, all right, all right. Um, and I don't have all the details finalized, but I did mention on the show, so I'll, I'll mention it again now. We will be doing a twelve-hour live stream in April. I just don't have the specifics nailed down yet, but it's for a specific reason. Um, and I'll when I announce the live stream, I'll announce all that stuff too. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Past Controller Podcast, episode one thirty-four.